Hello, this is Sid Brown with Sierra Gold Parks Foundation, and you're listening to A Walk in the Park. Sierra Gold Parks Foundation is the cooperative association that supports all three Western Nevada County state parks, and that's South Yuba River State Park, Malakoff Diggins State Historic Park, and Empire Mine State Historic Park. Well, we're right in the the thick of the heat of the summer. People are enjoying the river, and South Yuba River State Park is really the focus for much of the outdoor recreation this time of year in our in our region. And people come from all over, not just Nevada County, but we have visitors from the Bay Area, from from the Valley, from Marysville, Yuba City, out of state and out of country. So we experience a lot of visitor use and visitor appreciation for our beautiful outdoor environment, especially the river. Now, the river is accessed at a number of locations. If you're listening to my voice, you're probably listening on KVMR, but you could be listening on the web. So the the places where people access the river really start down at Bridgeport at Pleasant Valley Road. We're on the Bridgeport Covered Bridge. Highway 49 crosses the South Yuba River, and there's a trail just up the up the road up Highway 49, the Independence Trail. There's a new access off Independence Trail West down to Jones Bar, and then there's the Purden Crossing at um, Lake Vera Purden Crossing Road and Edwards Crossing at North Bloomfield Road in the river, and then farther up the hill you get to the river via a trail, Humbug Trail from Malakoff Diggins State Historic Park. And the South Yuba Trail goes really from Purden Road all the way up to the town of Washington. So the river can be accessed by foot that entire way. You know, we have experienced a a great deal of visitation as people have been um, shut down due to COVID. Outdoors are where people find their relief and their comfort. This time of year, we have even more people. You know, the river is swimmable right now, but there are still water hazards to be concerned about. Rocks move. So we want people to be very mindful and, and protect themselves and be, you know, able to recreate safely. We want to remind you that always no glass at the river, no alcohol, and always no fires whatsoever, no barbecues or anything like that. Crowding can be an issue, and parking can be an issue. And I want to encourage people to remember it is essential that you obey all the signs. The If it says no parking, that's meant no parking, and it's for a reason, so that emergency vehicles can access the river and the people who are recreating therein. One, one little tip um, I found, I'm not going to the river as often as I normally would, but if you go early in the morning or late in the day, you're sure to find a wonderful experience. Um, this week, I went during the week, 8.30 in the morning. There was no one else in the water at that time. The water was pleasant. It was not too cold. 
And here's another little tip. It's not for everybody, but I find that I enjoy the river the most when I am in the water with my mask and my snorkel. And I just am like a fish. And, you know, no matter how many people are around, if you've got your mask and your snorkel, you just, it's your breathing and your vision of what you're experiencing right up close and personal. And, you know, it's a really wonderful way to kind of get a little private time, even if there's people all around you. When your head's in the water and your ears are down below, you're just part of the flow of water, which is my favorite way to experience the river. As I said, the water is warm. Um, I went in the water late in the afternoon down at Bridgeport the other day. The water is really shallow. I wasn't in a deep pool, but again, I got my mask and snorkel out, and little kids are wading around, but I'm just a fish enjoying enjoying the water. And I saw fish, and so there are fish, even though the water is relatively warm, um, in the shallow waters there are fish thriving there as well, and especially in the deep pools. So that's South Yuba River State Park. Um, Again, I encourage people to please pay attention to the signs and do not park where the no parking signs exist. Oh, I do want to um, give a little update. I'm sure you know we had a very close call down at South Yuba River State Park late in June in the first week of July, the Rice's Fire Fortunately, state parks only had a small, maybe a couple of acres actually involved in the fire, and the Bear Yuba Land Trust also had uh, more damage on their Rice's Crossing Preserve property. I think about 111 acres were burnt in that fire. The total for that fire was 904 acres. Maybe five residences were destroyed and eight other structures. Um, This is a concern. We live in an environment that has very adapted to fire, and we all live with that concern, especially this time of year. So we're working hard as a community, I know, to reduce the fire wildfire hazards. There's a number of local neighborhood groups that are working together and the county is collaborating to work with the state and federal government to reduce some of the wildfire hazards. So just a note here, uh, pay attention. There are some local issues that are coming up uh, for you to pay attention to and maybe consider becoming more informed about the risk of fire in your neighborhood. And again, I want to shout out and thank the South Yuba River Citizens League with the River Ambassador Program, which is a joint program with California State Parks. And those volunteers are set up at Bridgeport and at Purden Crossing on the weekends, and they're always looking for more volunteers to join in the team so that we can welcome people to the river and educate them about recreation and safe recreation and leave no trace type of recreation at the river. And there will be a river cleanup event uh, sponsored by the South Yuba River Citizens League for the Yuba River watershed. So it's a very extensive area where cleanup occurs with uh, teams of volunteers. And again, like last year, this will be a multi-day event that will begin the week before September 
17th, and will conclude on September 17th. More on that later. And then Malakoff Diggins State Historic Park, beautiful uh, little drive out Highway 49 to Tyler Foot, and then follow the signs to Malakoff Diggins State Historic Park. Beautiful network of trails, wonderful campground and um, buildings um, to see from the outside. And there is a little visitor center, little store that you can visit at Malakoff Diggins State Historic Park. Down at Empire Mine State Historic Park, been walking the trails there, and I, I'm not the only one. I see horseback riders, I see cyclists, I see people walking their dogs, and often the same people every day. That's early time of day, 7.30 to 8.30 is a wonderful time, no matter what the forecast temperature is going to be. Early in the morning is a very pleasant time to do the trails at Empire Mine. And you park at Penn Gate, there's no fee, and um, it's a really lovely network of trails to experience there. Uh, The inner core area at Empire Mine is open from nine until five. Uh, Actually, I believe it it opens at 10 o'clock till five this time of year. And we do have garden tours on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And then we have estate tours and mine yard tours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I encourage people to um, take advantage of the knowledgeable docents that are available and provide for free tours explaining what's going on there at Empire Mine. And the blacksmiths are working every day. They volunteer every day when the temperature is below 90 degrees. So if it's hot, if it's above 90 degrees, you won't see the blacksmiths out at Empire Mine. And one other thing, a note, um, coming up in August, on August 20th, a Saturday, we will be hosting our Heritage Rose Sale and we have about 50, maybe 49, beautiful rose varieties that have been propagated from the cuttings at Empire Mine, and those will be available for sale. The event is from 10 until noon, and we have a limit of two roses per family uh, for the first hour. A couple of years ago, we had the sale, and there were oh my gosh, maybe 50 or 60 people lined up well before 10 o'clock before we opened to to buy these roses. And they are limited in supply, and there are various varieties, and they really have a wonderful meaning in that they are these historic heritage roses that were propagated from the rose gardens at Empire Mine. So if you're interested in that, 10 o'clock, Saturday, August 20th. So that's it for now. Please enjoy your public lands and we'll see you next time.